Today we're going to talk about hope. The title of today's message is The Power of Hope. But did you know that only God can give us true hope? Only Jesus can give us true hope? Did you know that hope is a powerful force? You could go a long way with hope. Let me ask you, how do you feel right now at this very moment? Do you feel hopeful or do you feel hopeless? You know, with this coronavirus that we're all facing, we're all going through this, everybody's impacted, not only in our nation, but throughout the world. Many people are feeling hopeless, scared, fearful. But in God, we know that we can find hope, true hope. Did you know that hope is a powerful force? It's powerful. You could go a long way with hope. Hope will take you a long way. Hope keeps you going when life hits you. You could survive a lot of th- you can survive without a lot of things in life. Did you know that? But you cannot survive without hope. We're all facing this COVID-19 storm together. People are looking for hope. People throughout the world are looking for hope. They're looking for relief from this virus. They're looking for a vaccine. They're looking for relief from social distancing. Many people, did you know that many people right now, right now, are purchasing Bibles at a record pace? Not only Christians, but non-Christians, non-believers, people that don't even have a relationship with God. They're purchasing Bibles at a record pace. You know why? They're looking for hope. They're looking for God because they don't have hope. When you look at the world today, when you look at the news and you see what's going on, many people feel hopeless. They feel scared. But did you know that a scared world needs a fearless church? A scared world needs a fearless church. And church, God is calling us to be fearless, to point everyone to Christ in the midst of the crisis. We have a window of opportunity of time during this time where we could bless others, help others, go through this storm together and let them know that we, we know who is the answer. Jesus is the answer, which leads us to our first point. So let's see what God has to say about hope in the Bible. Point number one, the importance of hope. We're in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. When we first encountered the coronavirus, the stores were packed. The grocery stores were packed. People were going crazy, buying everything, buying the main essentials, food and and water and the basic needs, making sure they stocked up. And yeah, the famous TP, TP, it's not a theolog- theological word, that's toilet paper, right? Right? You couldn't find it nowhere. Everybody was buying it up, you know, instead of spreading it out. People wanted to make sure that they had the main essentials. They had the basic essentials of food and water and the main things to survive. Let me ask you, when you were in line, when you were at the store, did you buy any hope? Did you purchase any hope? Did you pick up any hope? But you know as I do that hope is not something you can buy. Hope is not something you can buy. 
Only God gives us true hope. We can only find hope in God. You can't buy hope. It's not something, but you know, it's not something you can do without. It's essential. It's a must-have. Listen, you can survive without a lot of things in life. You can't survive without hope. It's hope that keeps you going on, keeps, keeps going when times get tough, when you face a storm. It's easy to praise God when times are good, but will you still follow Jesus when times are bad? Will you still follow God when you lose your job and all hell breaks loose and your world is just spun out of control? That's when hope steps in, hope in Jesus, and it pushes you forward. Everyone needs hope. Everyone's in search of hope. Out of curiosity, this past week, I just Googled to see uh, how many people were looking for hope. I went on the Google site and I looked at the search engine. Did you know that there was 2.2 million people that were looking for hope? Looking for hope. Over 2 million people. Desperate need of hope. Because people right now, they feel hopeless. They feel scared. And listen, if you don't have Jesus in your life, I understand why you're scared. Because only God can give you hope. Hope comes from God. Hope keeps you going when life gets tough. It's hope that pushes you to go forward. It's hope that pushes you to stay in that marriage when it's tough and, and stay in parenting with your kids when it's tough and stay in that job that might be tough. It's hope that keeps you there. Hope from God. Hope's a powerful force. It's a powerful force. It's been said that man can live about 40 days without food, about three days without water, about four minutes without air, but only one second without hope. One second without hope. Think about that. Everyone's in search of hope, but only God can give us true hope. Only God, only Jesus. When the Apostle Paul was describing all the different spiritual gifts in chapter 13 of 1 Corinthians, as he ends this section with the three most important things that we need in life, and he said, and now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love, the love of God. Love is the greatest and the most important thing you and I need. We need to receive God's love through His Son, Jesus Christ. And we need to love God first back. He needs to be first in our life. God won't settle for second place. It's either first or nothing. No deal with God. The Bible says He's a jealous God. But right after love, right after love, the Bible says that faith and hope are next in line. They're next in line. The next most important things we need in life outside of love is faith and hope and hope. Do you have hope? Right now, right now. Do you have hope? Listen, I know this world's out of control. I know things are crazy and... Uh, but you, did you know that as a Christian, you could still experience peace in your heart when you have Jesus because you have the Prince of Peace, the Prince of Peace, who gives us peace with God and gives us a peace that surpasses all understanding, that's not dependent on our outside circumstances. The peace of God is not dependent whether we're facing a COVID storm or not. 
there's still a peace in our hearts because we know that when our world spins out of control, we know that God is still in control. That's the God we serve. That's the Jesus we serve. That's the Prince of Peace. Do you have him? Do you know him? Is he living in you? You can, beginning today. The dictionary, you know, defines hope as wishful thinking. It's wishful thinking. You hear people say all the time, I hope this happens. I hope that happens. I hope it's a good day. You know what they're saying is, I wish this or I wish that happens. I wish this happens. I wish that happens. It's not for sure. It's a chance. You're not for sure on something. If it's really going to happen, it might happen. You hope it happens. That's how the dictionary defines hope. That's how the world and the culture defines hope. The other day while we were under quarantine, and, as, and you know we are taking safety steps, we're online service, we're taking safety measures with masks and social distancing and whatnot, but I had an emergency. I had an emergency. I was at my house while under quarantine. I had a DQ emergency. Yeah, DQ. And that's not a theological word. It stands for Dairy Queen. You see, I had a blizzard emergency. I had to jump in the car with my daughter, and we had to go to Dairy Queen. It was an emergency. It was an ice cream emergency. If you know me, you know I like ice cream. We get along good, obviously. So we jump in the car, and I remember telling my daughter, I hope they're still open. I hope. Now, I wasn't using the biblical term of hope, you know, confidence in God. It was wishful thinking because I didn't know what time they closed. You know, it's important. I should know what time they closed. I should know what time Dairy Queen closed. That's very important. You should know it too. And then call me, let me know. But we jump in the car and I said, sweetie, I said, daughter, I hope that we got to hurry up. We got to hurry up before they close because I don't know when they're going to close. And we need blizzards. We have a blizzard emergency right now. We needed some ice cream blizzards. Listen. What I was telling my daughter is, I hope, I wish. It was wishful thinking. It wasn't nothing for sure. That wasn't biblical hope. The culture and the world says, I hope tomorrow's going to be a better day. Right now, we're all saying, I hope they find a cure for this coronavirus. Many people are saying, I hope I find a job. People that lost their jobs. I hope this. I hope that. I hope to go to Disney World next year. I hope for this. I hope for that. I wish for this. I wish for that. As a Bears fan, I hope the Bears make the playoffs next year. I hope they at least win a game or something. You know, kick a field goal, win a game, get in the playoffs, win a playoff game. Just one game, just one game. I'm a diehard Bears fan. It's been rough. It's been rough. You know, over 30 years, still doing the Super Bowl shuffle. We need a new dance bad. So please pray for my bears. Pray for my bears. But that's wishful thinking. That's not biblical hope. That's wishful thinking. But it's not biblical hope. Biblical hope is different. The way God defines hope is different. It's totally different. Biblical hope is putting all your hope, all your trust in God and God alone. That's biblical hope. Biblical hope is putting all your trust in someone that's a sure thing. It's not wishful thinking. It's a sure thing. 
It's knowing that you know because God said so. That's biblical thinking. That's biblical hope. The Bible defines hope different as a confident assurance in God. It's not, there's nothing wishful about it. It's confident assurance in God. It's a fact. We know so because God said so. And because he said it, we believe it by faith, even though we have not seen God. Look at what Hebrews 11.1 1 says. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. We have not seen God, but we read the Bible, which is God's word, and we believe in God. Because the whole purpose of the Bible is to point us to God, point us to our need of God through his son, Jesus Christ. And did you know that faith and hope, they're close cousins? Did you know that? They're close. You can't have one without the other. You can't have faith in God, faith in Jesus, and no hope. And you can't have hope in Jesus without faith. They go together. Did you know that faith is having trust in Jesus? And hope is having a confident assurance in Jesus. Confident assurance in Almighty God that even though we have not seen Him with our physical eyes, we know that He is who He claims to be because He proves to be God. That's why. He's the only one that's proven Himself to be God. It's been said that the Bible is like a lion. Just let it go. It could defend itself. We don't have to defend the Bible. The Bible defends itself. Hope, biblical hope, is knowing so because God said so. God said so. God's a sure thing. It's a sure thing. He never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Is that where you're anchoring your life? Is your hope in Him? Are you trusting in Him? Listen, hope is important. Everybody needs hope. Everybody in the world needs hope. You need hope. I need hope. Our kids need hope. Everybody needs hope. It's essential. It's a must-have. Do you have it? Do you have Jesus? If not, you can beginning today. You can pray with me later to receive him and begin a relationship with him. Which leads us to our second point. Point number two. God is the source of all hope. Point number two. God is the source of all hope. Look at what Romans says, chapter 15, verse 13. This is the Apostle Paul talking. He says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Listen, it's not just enough to understand and realize that we need hope. That's one thing to understand, you know. I need hope. I have to have hope. It's a must-have. It's essential for survival. But you have to know where you can get this hope. It's not enough just to know that I need it. You have to know where's the place to go get it. We must go to God. And when you, you look at the Bible, you see we must go to God for hope. He's the only one that could give us true hope. Outside of him, there's no hope. We're hopeless. But in him, in Jesus, we have hope. The Bible says we have a living hope. If you're looking for hope in any other place, in any other person, outside of Jesus Christ, outside of God, you will be greatly disappointed. Be disappointed. 
you will feel more empty. Listen, the further we step away from the cross, the further we step away from Jesus, we're stepping away from home. The only true hope. The only true answer. Jesus is it. He's everything. Everything we need. Outside of God, we are hopeless. Because only Jesus can give us true hope, true peace, true joy, true life. He could give us peace of mind, body, and soul. You know, just like love, just like love, many people search for love in all the wrong places. Many people do that. They make that mistake. They look for love in all the wrong places, and they leave God out. They don't look for love from God, from Jesus Christ. And he's the one that loves us the most. Did you know that the same thing applies to hope? Many people look for hope in all the wrong places. Some people look for hope in relationship. In a relationship with a man or with a woman, and they try to fill that, that void, that need for love, and, and, and they, they, they try to make a man or a woman everything that only God can be. And they're left disappointed. Disappointed. Even with a good person, disappointed. Did you know that the Bible says in Colossians 1.16, it says that we've been created by God for God. We've been created by God for God. And when we leave God out of our lives, when Jesus is not first, we'll be left feeling empty, empty inside, hopeless, without hope. Did you know that inside of every man, every woman, the way that God created us, he created us in a special way, a custom way, that inside of every man, every person, every life, we have a God-shaped vacuum in our heart, in our life, that only Jesus fits. Nothing else fits. Only Jesus. Sometimes we try to fit it with, with money or with people or with relationships or with material things, and we're left feeling more empty, more lost, more hopeless. Because the only thing that fits is Jesus, is God. It's the Prince of Peace. Many people try to find hope in their job, in their job. And just now, look at all the millions of people throughout the U.S. that have lost their jobs. I believe over six million people, probably more, that have lost their jobs. So if their hope was in their job, they got laid off, or, or maybe they lost their job permanently, it's gone. So if your hope's in your job and that job's gone, what do you do? That's not a good place to place your hope. Some people place their hope in money. Listen, money will not satisfy you. Money can buy things, but it can't give you. It can't purchase the most important things in life. It could buy you a house, a building, but not a home. It could buy you friends, but not true people, true friendships. It could buy you people, but not true love, a true marriage, true family. Money can't purchase those things. Money can't even touch that. If you're, if you're looking for your hope in money, you will be greatly disappointed. Greatly. The more you spend, the more you buy, the more material things you get, the emptier you will feel if you don't have Jesus in your heart, in your life. 
Some people place their hope in things, in material things, in houses, in their degrees. And, if the, and there's nothing wrong with that if you put it in its right place. But if you're looking for that to give you hope, you will be greatly disappointed. Only Jesus can give you hope. Only God can give you hope and peace and joy. That's a God thing. Only God can do that. The Bible says that God is a true source of hope. The Apostle Paul, when he was talking to the Corinthians, he said, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. With some joy and peace? No, with all joy, all peace. Listen, God gives us all his peace, all joy, all hope. It's found in him. It's not enough to just know that you need hope. That it's essential. It's something you must have to live, to survive. You have to know where to go to get it. You have to go to the right place. You can't just go any place. We must go to God. We must go to Jesus. The Apostle Paul says, God is the God of hope. I love that. I love that. There's certain times when the Bible describes God. It says that God is the God of all comforts. God's the God of all comforts. God's the God of love. And here Paul says, God. Let me tell you about God. He's the God of all hope. He's the God of hope. He's the source of hope. He's the author of hope. He's the creator of hope. Outside of him, no hope. In God, all hope. Do you have hope? Do you have hope? You have Jesus. Because if you have Jesus, you have living hope living inside of you. You have the Prince of Peace. You have the Holy Spirit. It's a brand new day. It's not you facing life by yourself. It's not you facing the coronavirus by yourself. It's you and God. And actually, God's going ahead of us. Did you know that we place our hope in whoever we trust? Whoever we trust, we place our hope. In that person or that thing. Look at what Psalm 20 verse 7 says. It says, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Some trust in horses, some in chariots, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Back in the Bible times, you know what he was describing? Horses and chariots represented military might, the military. And what he was saying was some people, some countries, some people put all their trust, all their hope in their military might, but not us Christians. We put all our hope in God. Listen, the military is important. Thank God for the military. We pray for them. You know, we bless them. Thank God for them. But all of our confidence is not in them. It's in God. God uses them to protect us and help us. But ultimately, our hope is in God. It's in Jesus. Some trust in chariots and horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Can you say that? Do you really believe that from your heart? Are you living that out right now? Or are you terrified because of the coronavirus, COVID-19? Listen, Christians are dying. Non-Christians are dying. Christians are dying. The difference is the Christians are ready if they die, they're going home with God. They're in heaven. They're in glory. It's not the end. It's only the beginning. Listen, as Christians, we don't fear death. 
Now, let me be honest. We're not crazy about the experience of dying. Nobody is. Nobody's looking forward to that. I'm not, you know. But we don't fear death because we know that the moment God closes our eyes on earth, he opens our eyes in heaven, in heaven. Do you have that hope? Do you have that trust, that confidence? Do you know where you're going today if you were to die? If you were to die, where would you go? With Jesus, you could go to heaven. Some people trust. They put all their trust in other things. But we as Christians, we put all our trust in God. Listen, if we're going to trust someone, if we're going to put our hope in someone, we might as well put our hope in an anchor that's sure, in a rock that doesn't move. The only person that fits that description is God. The Bible says in Hebrews 13.8 that Jesus Christ, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. He's all powerful he's omniscient he knows everything he's all powerful he's everywhere he's in control even when things from the physical eyes look out of control god is still in control in control even from our perspective when we look at the world and it looks like it doesn't make sense it doesn't make human sense god's still in control god's still in control he is God, we are not. He is, God owes us no explanation, no explanation. He is God, we are not. Listen, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Everything in your life and my life will change. It will change. There will be seasons that come and go, happy times, bad times, sad times. But God never changes. Just think about what we're facing right now. At the end of last year, we were celebrating Happy New Year, having no idea within a few months all of us would be facing the COVID-19 storm. We didn't see this coming. God saw it. God saw it. God's in control. Look at what Psalm 119, 114 says. The psalmist says, You are my refuge and my shield. Your word is my source of hope. Listen, we should be in the word of God. We should be running to God. Listen, the worst things get on the outside. The worst is coronavirus gets on the outside. We should be running more to God, getting closer to God, being in the word of God, and getting the word of God in us. The psalmist says, you, you, God, you're my refuge. You're my shield. Your word, it's a source of hope. I have hope. When I get in the Bible, I have hope. I have a living hope. I have the hope of your word. I, hope, I have the hope that, God, you're in control. The psalmist is saying, God, it's you. It's you, God. You are my refuge. You are my shield. You are my word of hope. You're my source of hope. It's you, God. The God of all hope. It's you. It's you. Listen, we should have our eyes fixed on Jesus. In Hebrews, it says, fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. Listen, if you have your eyes on your circumstances, and if you keep focusing there, you will feel hopeless. Hopeless. Now, I'm a realist. I'm a realist. And listen, as Christians, we should be informed. Dr. Billy Graham used to say we should have the newspaper in one hand and the Bible in the other hand. We need to be aware of what's going on. 
and with the coronavirus. We need to know what's, what's the latest. But it's one thing to be informed. It's another thing to be consumed. We should never be consumed. Because when you consume yourself with bad news, it creates fear in you. And God has not given us a spirit of fear, but he's given us a spirit of love, of power, of a sound mind. So be informed as Christians. Don't be consumed. You know, I, I, I check each day. I check to see how things are going in Illinois, this, our state, and as a nation in the world. And then I change the channel. I don't stay there. I pray. I seek God. I encourage you to do the same. Listen, my trust is in God. My faith is in God. My hope is in God and God alone. How about you? How about you? Who's your faith in? Who's your, who are you trusting? Where are you placing your hope? Psalm 146 verses 3 and 5 says, Do not put your trust in princes, in human beings who cannot save. Verse 5 says, blessed are those whose help is in the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God. Is your hope in the God of Jacob, in the Lord your God? Is your hope in Jesus Christ? If not, what are you waiting for? Start placing your hope in him today. Every day, renew your hope in him. Every day. You, you know what? The, the first person we have to preach to is ourself. There's times we got to preach to ourselves every day. And even though we might not feel it because feelings go up, feelings go down, we look in the Bible, we must know it. And we have to preach it to ourselves and tell ourselves, God, you're my hope. You're my hope. My trust is in you, God. Even though I might be a little nervous or it looks like things are going crazy, my hope, my trust, my confidence is in you, Jesus. The Prince of Peace, the King of Kings, Yeshua. Let me ask you, will you come to God today as your hope? If he hasn't been your hope, will you start placing your hope in God alone Will you come to him every day as your hope? And every day just renew, hey, God, you're my hope. It's you and me, God. We're doing life together. I'm following you. I'm going to be in your word. I'm going to be in prayer. I'm going to get plugged in with this New Life Melrose Church. Sounds pretty good. It is a good church. I'm not just saying it because I'm the pastor. It's a great church. Which leads us to our final point, point number three. Hope in God is what gets us through the tough times. Hope in God is what gets us through the tough times, the storms of life. And did you know we're all going to be facing storms? Right now, we're facing a storm, the coronavirus storm. Look at what Isaiah says, Isaiah 40, verse 31. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. We're all going through tough times right now, some tougher than others as we face this COVID-19 crisis. If there was ever a time we needed hope, that time is now. We need hope. We need God. We need Jesus. Hope in God causes us to depend on His strength, His strength during tough times, tough seasons. Let me ask you, who are you depending on? to get you through this storm, 
this coronavirus storm? Are you trying to roll up your sleeves and toughen it out yourself? Are you dependent on God? Are you praying more? Are you seeking Him more? You're relying on His strength, not yours. Listen, when we hope in God, He he renews our strength by the power of the Holy Spirit living inside of us. He promises to be with us. He'll never leave us. He'll never abandon us. Listen, we will have people that come in our life and come come out of our lives, but God will never leave us. God will never forsake us. He promised He would always be with us from the moment we receive Him. That's where our hope should be. And the eternal God who's always there for you and for me. He promises to sustain us through the storms of life. Listen, we're going through this storm now. There will be other storms we will face as a nation, personally, in our personal lives. We're all going to face storms. Did you know that everyone in life, you're in one of three spots? You're either, times are good, but you're getting ready to enter a storm. Or you're in the middle of a storm. You're in a trial. You're in a crisis. All hell is breaking loose. Or you've been in a storm and you're about to come out of the storm. You're either getting ready to go into the storm, you're in a storm, or you're getting ready to come out of a storm. That's how life is, those three seasons. But when you have God in your life, when you have Jesus, you don't have to go through it alone. You go through it with Him. He helps us. He guides us through the storm. When you put your hope and your trust in God, when you depend on Him, He gives you the power. He gives us the power through the Holy Spirit to soar above our circumstances like an eagle. To live above our circumstances. Did you know we were never called to live below our circumstances? Let me ask you, you might be a Christian, but you're living below your circumstances. You've forgotten your identity in Christ. You forgot that you have the victory over whatever you're facing. You forgot that the Holy Spirit that's in you, the the Prince of Peace is in you. We were never meant to live below our circumstances, but above our circumstances through the power of the Holy Spirit. It doesn't mean that things are not happening wrong and, and we're going through tough times, but our joy, our peace is not dependent on that outside circumstance. It's dependent on Jesus, and Jesus does not change. Listen, right now, this coronavirus storm, the question on the table is, are you trying to face it alone or with God? Alone, it's hopeless. It's hopeless. With God, hopeful, hopeful. Listen, we all face storms. We will face storms, hard times, tough times, sad times in life. We will lose loved ones. It's part of life. It's part of life. It's part of living in a broken, fallen world because of sin. But when God is your hope, you don't have to worry about going through that alone. Listen, if you've never asked Jesus into your heart, I'm going to invite you in a few minutes to join me in prayer to receive him. You know, God loves you. He wants to have a personal relationship with you. In Isaiah 43-2, the Bible says that when, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. That's God's promise to his children, to Christians. And when you pass through rivers, they will not sweep over you. 
When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. God promises to be with us in the midst of the storm. He promises to help us and protect us. Many times, listen, many times we look for God to deliver us out of the storm. You know what God does a lot? He joins us in the storm, and he guides us through the storm. You know what that does? It forces you to get closer to God. It forces us to grow in our faith and trust in him. King David, the great King David, the second king of Israel, the only man to be called by God, a man after God's own heart. When he wrote Psalm 23, when he uh, was following God, he started off as a shepherd boy taking care of the sheep. And as he watched over the sheep and he protected the sheep and he provided for the sheep and as he reflected on his life and his relationship with God, when he wrote Psalm 23, he said, The Lord, God, you're my shepherd. As I take care of the sheep, God, I see you're taking care of me. You're watching over me. And he wrote this beautiful psalm that's known all over the world, Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down by green pastures. He leads me besides quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me alongside of paths, of the right paths for his name's sake. This is describing the good times in life the happy times in life, the good days that God blesses you and me with in life. But then he switches gears. David switches gears. He says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. God, I don't want to go through this valley. Look, he said, even though I go through the valley of the shadow of death. He didn't say if. You and I, we will go through the valley of shadow of death. We will face storms. We're facing a storm right now. But when you're a Christian, you're not facing it alone. God is with you. Jesus is with you. The shepherd is with you. And he's guiding us through that valley. And listen, with every valley, there's a mountain coming next. You keep walking through that valley. There's a mountain that's coming up. And God leads us through that valley. Is he your shepherd? Do you know him? You got you to have Jesus in your life. You have Jesus in your life. We had a beautiful, beautiful member, beautiful member, Gloria Rapinski, one of our members here that God just called her home recently to heaven. And one of the last times I was with her in the hospital and just talking to her, she couldn't talk much, but she said a few words, and I was trying to record everything. I was trying to, I didn't know how much longer God was going to allow her to be here. And as I was observing everything and trying to just grab, gravitate to every word she would say, I remember she said, Pastor, she says, I don't know how people try to do it without Jesus. I don't, I don't know how people, why people try to live without Jesus. It's possible. Possible. A mighty woman of God. Mighty, powerful woman. I went there to minister to her, but it was she that ministered to me. And I was like, wow, wow. What a testimony. What a mighty woman of God. And then not long after that, a few days after that, God called her home to heaven. And she's in glory right now. She's praising and worshiping God face to face. Listen, do you have Jesus? 
Do you have a shepherd, a divine shepherd? The Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 8, when he was describing the identity we have in Jesus Christ, that we're more than conquerors. Listen, you have to know who you are in Jesus. You have to know that you had the victory. We're not looking for victory. We have the victory in Jesus. We don't live below our circumstance. We live above our circumstances. Yes, all the craziness is still happening. But our victory, our peace, it's not dependent on that. It's dependent on God. The Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 8, when he was describing in verse 31, he knew his identity. He was reminding the Romans of their identity in Christ. And in verse 31, he asked the question, If God is for us, who can be against us? If God is for us, who can be against us? He's speaking with boldness, with confidence. He knew who he was in Jesus Christ. And then Paul, the Apostle Paul, continues, and he asks a question in Romans 8.35, a great verse. He says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Who? Who's going to separate us from Jesus if Jesus comes into our hearts? And then he says, shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or the sword? And then he says a resounding no in verse 37. No, in all these things we're more than conquerors through him, through Jesus who loved us. Paul says, who's going to separate us from God? Not coronavirus, not this, not that, not hardship, not sword, not even death, not even physical death. Because if we die as Christians, where are we going? We're going to heaven with Jesus. So what's the problem? He says we're more than conquerors. Nothing can separate us from God. Listen, even when we sin and we make bad choices, God forgives us. We repent, we break fellowship, but we're restored to Him. We don't lose our salvation. What we do is we break fellowship, but when we confess our sin, we're restored back to God. Listen, you got to have Jesus in your life so you can face the storms together with God. And it's through those times that, you know what, God is working on us. He's maturing us. He's helping us to grow closer to Him and grow in our faith and trust in Him as men and women of God. Let me ask you as we close, is God your hope? Is your hope in Jesus? You know, do you know? Have you, has there ever been a time when you've given your life to God? If not, I'm going to invite you right now as we pray. As we pray. Just close your eyes where you're at and just, you know, put all your hope, all your trust in Jesus. This is between you and God. I'm just the messenger, but this is between you and God. So just speak to God from your heart. Use your own words. You can repeat after me. God, I know I'm a sinner. And I know that Jesus died for me. And I believe that only Jesus can save me. And God, I I, I turn away from my sin. And I follow you, God. I give you my life. Come into my heart, God. Be my hope. Be my Savior. Be my God. I'll follow you, God. And if I fall down, God, in Jesus' name, I'll get back up and and I'll keep following you. And I ask this, God, in Jesus' name, amen. 
If you prayed that prayer with me, welcome to the family. Welcome to the family of God. The angels are rejoicing right now in heaven. Your name is being written in the Lamb's book of life. There's a literal book in heaven. And the Bible says whenever someone receives Jesus, their name is written in there as property of God. You're a child of God. You're adopted son, adopted daughter of the living God. Will you let us know? Will you respond to us on Facebook and say, hey, I pray with Pastor Henry. I received Jesus. Can you send me some information? We want to connect with you. Can you fill out a welcome card? We have a welcome card. And if you want to give, there's also a giving option. Just click the give button. So this week in Jesus, you're going to have a hopeful week because your hope is in God. Have a good week. God bless you. We love you. Have a good week.